Well, well, it is Thursday, beautiful people in the Elm and around the world. <laughs> Good morning. I'm Pastor Osagi. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm so delighted to be here this morning as I am every morning. Although it takes my computer a minute to like warm up. And no matter what time I, I tap it to warm it up, it takes the same amount of time. I, I don't know what it is. I just don't know what it is. So anyway, how, how's everybody doing? I had a fantastic night last night. So I was over at the Clinard house. And I don't even know if her husband's last name is Clinard. <laughs> Susan Clinard's house. Her son is going off to Oberlin in, uh, in a few weeks. Uh, uh, he's a, he's a world-class musician, fine, fine musician. And one of the loveliest young people you ever want to meet. Lovely, lovely, talented, and bright young man. So anyway, he um, I guess this was his way of saying thank you to his his uh his community of folks that saw him through, you know, music lessons and the pandemic and you know, all, all the stuff. And it was just a wonderful, a wonderful night. But let me tell you something. He had some heavy hitters in playing with him. We had Jeff Fuller, Grammy Award-winning Jeff Fuller, who I used to go and see play at um, St. Paul, St. James up on Olive Street uh, for Jazz Vespers. And I believe he still plays there. And, and so I would go up there just, to, just so I could hear him play. And so, uh, so it was him uh, and, and some of his other friends, music teachers, uh, one of, a scientist from his father's lab <laughs> who could swing, baby, who could swing. Um, Jesse Hamid was in the audience. He jumped up on the drums. Um, 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 Marcella Monk was in the audience with her, I think her husband and her grandson. Uh, and she got up and she was a dream girl. I mean, she's saying, I am telling you, let me tell you something. I, you know, I will go hear Marcella Blake sing just about anywhere, anywhere. She is just phenomenal. And she, and she didn't really want, she was reluctant. I was like, my, and her son, who is like this hybrid Luther Vandross, Billy Eckstein hybrid, sang uh, a couple of songs and just was beautiful. I mean, this was one of the, is one of these nights where you just had to be in the room. That's all it was. And then all the young people that were playing um, showed up. And then uh, Yira showed up with her, she had violin. I, you know, it, it felt like, you know how you watch one of those old Elvis movies and, and, you know, and, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen this done in any other movie, but you, you ever, you ever watched one of these, and Elvis movies was my favorite thing to watch. I used to love these little stupid movies like Viva Las Vegas, whatever. But you know, at any point when they had trouble with something or they're grappling with something, or they just feeling happy, a whole band would show up and they would just break into a, a tune. <laughs> Walking down the street, and I was like, I got girl troubles. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, da, 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 you know, they break out into a song with a whole band. Where they come from? So that that's one of the things I loved about the, the Elvis musicals. You know, they just, they had a formula and it worked. So anyway, that's how last night felt. 
because everybody that walked into space had their uh, uh, had their instrument with them, and it was just it was it's just it's one of those things you really had to be in the space. You just just had to be in the space. Tapisa was there. I'm surprised Tapisa didn't like jump up there and belt out a song or two. Uh, but I think because she had her kids, you know, when you have your kids, your kids are not impressed by what you do. At least mine weren't. They still not. So, so, you know, so they're like, okay, we just want to go home and do what we want to do, you know, and her, and her husband was with her. And I know they're like, we just need a night out without these kids. <laughs> Because it's a lot of work. Because, you know, your kids never give you the props that the world gives you, you know, not too much later in life. So anyway, uh, so she was there. Uh, it was a whole bunch of people in the space, um, in the, in the, in the, in the space. Uh, 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 Mr. I think it's, I think it's Mr. Mr. Henry. I think that's his name. Anyway, he was amazing. He got on, he had a saxophone. I mean, it was just one of these nights that you had to be in the space. You know, we was trying to coax Jonathan Berryman to get up there and tickle the tickle the piano keys. And he was like, no, I'm not. I only know spirituals and gospel songs. I was like, well, so, you know, because Susan Klinger, I was like, well, we're going to do this again. So I was like, well, get yourself a jazz tune or a hymn or something that's jazzy and get ready for it. <laughs> it was just a good night. A good, good night. Good night. It was a good night. And uh, let's see. Uh, so yesterday afternoon, we had, Ife and I had some great subs from uh, this little this little deli up in Hamden, like across the street from Weeds Cafe. That's the only way I could call it. Right, right diagonally across the street from Weeds Cafe. The nicest people I ever, ever you ever want to meet. The nicest people. You walk in there, they speak to you. They, you know, I mean, and people go in there. There was so much traffic in there. And she thanked us for for. You know, making the choice to shop in her her deli. I mean, it was. I, 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 you know, I go in places all the time. Some places I'm welcome. Some places I'm not. And this place, I was absolutely welcome. So we had we had sandwiches, and and my sandwiches. I had, you know, I I I only wanted a sandwich, but I ended up getting a sub, and I ate the whole damn sub, which stayed with me. So when I got to Susan Clinard's house, and she had all that damn soul food, I couldn't eat much of it. But I brought some home. Let me tell you, she had collard greens. Um, there was all kinds of chicken. It was fried chicken. I didn't touch the fried chicken because I it might be uh, buttermilk battered or some old thing. So I didn't mess with it. So they had grilled chicken. So I had some grilled chicken. Um, she made potato salad, you know, without mayonnaise. You know, white people will will do something with some potatoes, won't they? Won't they do it? White people will make a potato salad. You know, we black people make a tried and true potato salad. I don't care where you go. Somebody in the family makes a good ass potato salad. Not white people don't. They just don't have it. Now she made a good ass potato salad. This is the point that I'm making. Susan Clinton made a good ass potato salad without mayonnaise. It was good. I mean, it's just like having smashed potatoes. It was good. So I took some of those. And so when I when I I took some, so when I make a when I eat them today, I'm gonna throw some mayonnaise and a little mustard in there. And some a little bit more seasoning, and I'm gonna work it out. But everything was good, you know. There was a a, a black bean corn salad with avocados. Uh, oh my god, it was just ridiculous amounts of food. She had two vegan cakes. She had lots of fresh fruit. I mean, it was just a it was just a feast beyond measure. Lots of wine and drink. 
And, you know, I love talking to her husband, Terry, because he's just an interesting man. You know, he's a scientist, but he's like a cool scientist. He's not like a stuffy scientist. Like he's got some hip coolness to him. And we read him the riot act because today he got he better call his doctor to get his prostate checked because he's 53 years old. Yes, I'm talking about him in public because I want men to know they got to take care. And as good as his wife looks, Susan Clinton is a beautiful woman. She won't listen. She won't be a widow for very long. I'll tell you that. So no disrespect. None, none, none. I'm just saying. <laughs> and and I like that brother. I, I, I like him. He's a he's a fine man. And they're raising fine children, you know, and uh, and they got a really solid community of folks. So, but I was glad to be in the space last night. It was, it was, a, oh, I saw Toto. It was nice to see him. And he showed me a picture of his son. God, you know, I had to tell Sarah Lulu, you know, his son was a little boy when we was all rolling together. He's like a he's like 5'10", like a man. What is going on? These babies don't stay babies long. No, they do not. They don't. They don't. They do not stay babies long. So anyway, it was a, it was such a good night. This is the kind of night I like to have. I like these kinds of nights. I love these. I'm a hangout at somebody's house. They playing music. I mean, she set up a whole, it was a whole concert. It was a vibe. I mean, this was a whole vibe. And it just had to be in the room. You know, it just had to be in the room. And if you missed it, you really missed something. You really, her son made a daggone guitar out of some kind of wood. He made a full on guitar. I was like, wait, all this talent, so much talent, you know? And you know, you got a scientist father and a, and a, and an artist mother, you're going to get that. You're going to get this hybrid artist scientist kid. <laughs> you're going to get it. You know, you're going to get it. So anyway, so I enjoyed I enjoyed talking to her husband. We had a great conversation on artificial intelligence. And, uh, you know, and you know how I feel about artificial intelligence. I, 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 I just think the Terminator movies are the good examples of what could happen, what will happen if we are not careful. And, and humans are not careful. And by humans, I mean white people. They're not careful, you know. And, and it's no, I, I don't really think it's uh, really uh, uh, not an, a, a, an accident that the Oppenheimer film is doing so well. I mean, even though it's hanging his hat on Barbie, but the Oppenheimer film, and you know, this film is very remote, romanticized and glamorized and all that other kind of stuff. But, but you get the message that we did a very bad, bad thing. And by we, I mean, white people who made that bomb. <laughs> I'm putting this on white people for show because black folks wasn't in the room. If we was in the room, we was cleaning it. <laughs> No shade, no shade, no shame, no shame. So, 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 so I say that to say, you know, when we think about, and, and I was making the case to uh to her husband, uh, to Terry, I was like, you know, uh, this is why I like uh, uh, ethicists in the room because they 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 uh keep us to our higher va values and a higher valor, and and even if we don't like it, we can't ever say we didn't hear it, you know, we can't ever say well we didn't hear. The, the 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 moral imperative on why to do or not to do something. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's critical because people can fall back on, well, I didn't know. Ah, oh, hell yes, you did. Because I was in the room and I said, this is a real possibility that this could have far reaching generational repercussions. 
and you still move forward, right? They still move forward. So that's why I mean, I love, that's why I love ethicists. I didn't even, I tell you, I didn't know ethicists was a thing until I served on two committees at the, through the Yale Health, to the Yale Hospital around how to, how to um, be equitable and inclusive of these uh, machines um, that help people breathe. You know, the, the machine of last resort, um, you know. I mean, if this can't get you back to life, nothing, nothing is. Um, and so, and so the essences was in the room. I was fast. It was two of them, two, two or three of them. I was fascinated by them and they knew this, like they was about it. Like, and they, and they, listen, they're not just people they pulled off the street, although that's not a bad idea either, unless you just pull the, the stupid among us, but, but they are, they are like doctors and, and scientists. I mean, they're trained. So they, they know all the, the, the language and all this other kind of stuff. And, but they also uh, provide a moral compass to things, you know, a, a moral compass. And so, and, and I think you need people in the room to provide a moral compass when you're making decisions about going to war, making decisions about weapons of mass destruction, you know, how to create them, how to supply them, how to sell them. Like, I think you, you, and we don't like to think about these things because it seems like it's, 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 you know, it's over our heads, but it's, it's not. I mean, the, the people that are sitting in the room making the decisions are, are, are not some other people sitting in the room making decisions. These are our neighbors and people and are, who are connected, breathe just like we breathe, walk the earth just like we walk the earth. And so, uh, so we have to always be thinking that. And oftentimes we are not because the his, history, world history will bear this out. I was listening to the, uh, I guess it was the prime minister of uh, Kenya, uh, whatever he was, king or prime minister, whatever they got over there. And he was talking about how, um, how uh, uh, Europe has never paid for, for, the, for, the, for the carnage that they heaped upon the world, you know, particularly Africa, especially Africa, specifically Africa. You know, they, they colonized, they, they went about the world to colonize it. And I, you know, so when I hear these, these damn people in Britain talk about, oh, the, the monarchy isn't racist. Hey, you got to be out of your damn minds. They are the architects of white supremacy. Like white supremacy began with everybody that sat on the throne. Are you kidding me? Uh, see, this is what happens when people don't know the history. When they don't, when they don't pay attention to history, they don't understand history. You think that these white folks sail ships to other countries to, to what? To trade? Yes trade in human capital that's what they did and and steal stuff and rape and pillage and all the things so you gotta have ethicists at the table <laughs> gotta have them at the table gotta i i don't i don't want to see i don't want to make any decisions about ethicists at the table so and you know what i don't i don't i'm not paying any attention or listening to any of this donald trump uh, uh, indictment foolishness. He's not going to jail. So for me, I mean, he's not going to jail. They're not going to send a former president to jail. They're not going to do it. You know, now they're going to drag his ass and hopefully that'll be enough to humiliate him or he'll die or something. 
some something to free up this stupid Republican Party because they can't seem to save themselves. So somebody else has to step in to save save them. And it'll probably be the Democratic judge that Obama appointed back in 20, 2003 or 2013 or whatever it is, who is from Jamaica, who levied, held, who levied the indictments, read them off and all this other kind of stuff. She's the judge on this stuff. So she'll be the one to save his criminal behind because the Republican Party can't seem to do it. They can't seem to wrestle their party back from his grips. And the more he's indicted, the more that this plays out, the more excited his base gets and the more money they send. These people send in all kinds of buku money. And the Republican Party don't have spine, which they never had spine. Never have spine to do anything that's right or in the interest of anybody other than themselves. And it's just a select few of themselves because they make everybody else think that they're for them, but they're not for them. They're for themselves. So, so somebody else is going to have to rescue this country back from the foolishness of Donald Trump. And I wish the media would stop covering this mess. Just stop covering it. It's not, it really is not news. I know people think it's news. It's entertainment. People don't know the difference between news and entertainment. It's entertainment. And we're being entertained yet again by a circus barker. Yet again by a three-ring circus. Yet again by a clown. And so until, until the GOP is ready to wrestle themselves back, and it is not going to be on the backs of DeSantis because he's stupid and mean and petty. And he don't listen. So it's not going to be him. Plus, he sounds like Kermit the Frog in a bad way. Do you know what I mean? Like Kermit the Frog. So uh, he wants to debate. He's agreed to debate, I guess, the Florida governor. I mean, the uh, California governor. Is he even in the race? Who is he trying to debate? You'll get flustered. And I, and I, and I, I guess people are saying, well, you know, um, DeSantis might be smart underneath all this foolishness and the layers of stupidity that there's really a smart man trapped inside of him. Whatever. Fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's all I'm going to say about that mess. That's all I'm going to say. I, listen, so, so until the Republican Party grows, grows some ovaries, you know, because ovaries are stronger than balls, until the Republican Party is willing to do that, I don't want to hear a damn thing about Donald Trump and these indictments. This is the third indictment. You know, what what, what does it even mean? I get it. I Listen, I'm trying to be a lawyer. I get it. But at the same time, this is neither here nor there. This is just a, this is just a, a and I know he's probably frothing at the mouth, stomping around Mar-a-Lago and all this other kind of stuff. And I, know, I mean, I get it. But at the end of the day, it's still a fundraising tool. <laughs> and 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 now Mike Pence is finally coming out saying whatever, whatever, whatever. Was he waiting for this moment? Mike Pence does not have a constituency. So I don't even know why he's thinking he could be president. No one is going to have you be president. Not those crazy people that follow Donald Trump who they believe you betrayed the Donald Trump and not the people who in their right minds are going to deal with you because you had no spine. None. You have no spine. Who, who can even listen to you? You have no, go do whatever it is you do, wherever you do it at and just leave politics alone because no one is going to vote for you. Maybe your wife and your kids, if they're of voting age, that's it. 
a handful of people. You, my friend, Mike Pence, go sit down, go find, go pen a book. Did he write a book? Go write something. Go, go write a book. Go write a children's book, a guide to politics or some old myth, a guide to growing a spine in politics. Go do that because you don't have a constituency. Who is going to vote for you? And then what's the brother's name? Scott, whatever his name is. I don't even know what his name is. Bruh, they, not, they don't even like you. <laughs> You're not even likable. <laughs> Listen, if you had a party with these cats, you know what they got to do? They got to put a tray in your hand and say, go get me a cocktail. That's how re much respect they have for you. You need to go sit down too because you are clueless and you look ridiculous toting that Republican piss on the backs of your people the way that you have come up and you actually want Black people to follow you? And to all my Black friends who are Republicans, y'all are worthless because you can't even wrestle back your party. You can't even put a moral imperative on these people. You don't got no voice in that party, not near one bit. They only they only call you out when they want to do a dog and pony show. Look, we got some black people with us. Look at this. Look, there's one. Oh, there's another one. Oh, look, there's a very tall one. Oh, look, there's a fat one. So, so you black Republicans, awfully quiet, awfully damn quiet, awfully y'all sound and look ridiculous and sad. Now, listen, I'm one of these people that believes that Black people can be everywhere and ought to be everywhere. But these Black people in this Republican Party are Black people who are silent. And they skip over. They skip over all this Trump foolishness because they don't, what are they going to say? First of all, they don't got no leverage to move nothing. They can't get nobody to see the way they see things. And, and they might be powerful in pockets in, in places where you know they can make some sense and talk like they got some sense and get people to vote for them because they have some sense but that doesn't that doesn't translate across this country that's in small pockets so you black republicans sit down i want we ain't heard nothing from you yet i'm not trying to hear nothing from you now because you are betraying all kinds of ancestors all kinds of citizens all kinds following behind this foolishness you think this is leadership? You think this is the way we ought to be going? You think this is how we get free? Come on now. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not trying to hear it. So yeah, I'm 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 fired up about all of this today. <laughs> Cuz I don't I don't want to hear any more about this indictment foolishness because he's not going to jail. I don't care what anybody says. They're not putting that man in jail. Now, they could lock him up in Mar-a-Lago, but he ain't going to go in nobody's federal prison camp. You know how much that would cost to lock him up with Secret Service 24 hours a day? Because that's what would happen for the rest of his life. He couldn't do it. Now they could lock him up and say, you can't leave Mar-a-Lago. And Mar-a-Lago is several acres. He can walk around, golf, do all this stuff. Can't go nowhere. Can't get on your jet. Can't do this. Can't do that. You know. So that'd be the only lockup it'll be. He's not going to nobody's federal prison. Prison camp. Prison. Nope. Not doing it. So I, 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 this, this whole thing I find is very distracting. Oh yes, everybody's oohing and eyeing. Oh, oh my God, it's never in history. Oh, I'm not impressed by that either. I'm not because he's gonna, he's just gonna use it to raise more money, and uh, and 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 I don't say that to say 
this process shouldn't be happening. That That's not the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is I'm not following this very closely. I'm not going to spend any more time on it because I feel like when we are, when all our eyes are on this, there are other things that are happening in the world that we are losing track of. Now, there are people who are keeping their eyes on stuff and are making power moves and doing stuff while we are all on the right side of the cruise ship looking over at the indictment overboard. And meanwhile, there's disastrous things happening to the left side of the cruise ship that nobody is paying attention to except for a select few who are making the moves to make stuff happen on the left side of the cruise ship. Feel me? Feel me? So it's like, I got two hands. I'm not looking at both hands. I'm going to put one hand over here, one hand over here. And, you know, I'm going to put something shiny in the right hand and I'll just put something you know, playing in the left hand. And where do you think your attention is going to go? To the shiny, bright object and not to the dull, uninteresting object. So that's what, that's the moment we're in, you know. And meanwhile, these stupid states and municipalities and all these places are banning books. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> Why would you ban books in the in the age of digital? I, this makes no sense to me. Oh, you don't want your library to carry the book. Oh, you don't want your school to have the book. Is that it? You know, and school schools are becoming just, and you know, I want to tell parents who who think by banning books is somehow or other keeping some kind of harmful content out of your children's hand while your children have have these. <laughs> but but you're not banning this. You're not, you're not being in the, you're not being in cell phones and tablets and all the things you're not you're not you're not being in uh gaming gaming games do you know what I mean you're not doing that and I dare say I know very few parents who know what kind of games their kids are playing you don't know what kind of propaganda is being forced into their little brains because you're not paying attention you're like oh it's harmless oh I trust it no you don't you shouldn't you're stupid so being in books being a catcher in the rye and <laughs> to kill a mockingbird and all this other kind of stuff is really just ridiculous and stupid. And it makes us look stupid as a country that we are running around banning books at, at, at the, at the very moment where we should be making sure the kids are reading everything they get the damn hands on so that when they move forward in the world, they have a broadened perspective on how the world runs, but no, we want to limit to them. So, so they can only like, so they can only be servants in Florida. Cause that's what's happening. They're going to be able to be servants in Florida. That's what you're training your children to be. They, you, 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 you're not, you're not training them to be critical thinkers. You're not training them to be smart. You're not training them. To be, you're training them to be servants. You, you're training them to take. And and let me tell you something. The way AI is going, you know, they're opening these fast food restaurants with nobody running them. You just drive up and it spits your food at you. Do you know what I mean? Like you talking to the thing. I want this, that, and the other thing. And then you just like drive around, tap your card because it won't be any money. There'll be no money exchanged. So you tap your little card and then, and then some little robotic arms gives you your food. There's nobody in there. So if you get a bad drink or a wrong drink, what are you going to go back around and say, you gave me a, this does not compute. So your kid's not even going to be fit to do that because AI will be already taking that over. You know, so we're not, See, the things that we need to be paying attention to, we're not paying attention to. We're not. You know, when I was when I was a kid, 
getting a grocery store job was a big deal. Bagging groceries, working stock, all that kind of stuff kept you employed for the summer. You know, for a lot of kids, for a lot of people, these jobs are going away. Now you go into grocery stores, guess what? They might have two registers open, maybe one and a half. And everything else is self, self-serve, 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 you know? And now they got robots moving stuff to the aisles. So where are people going to work? We're not, think, we're not thinking about this. And listen, white folks are not going in the fields to pick no produce. I've not seen it. They're not going to do it. You know, you already got the prison population doing jobs that other people won't do for, you know, 15 cents an hour or whatever it is. You know, and, it, and, and if, they, if they, they're there for a year or so, it bumps up to 35 cents an hour, you know. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then they don't tell you the stuff in the commissary costs so much. You know how much money you have to save when you work in prison to buy basic need stuff? And basic need stuff ought to be free in 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 uh in the commissary in the in in prison. Listen, they they just they just said women don't have to pay for fem, feminine hygiene products because before that women had to buy their own feminine hy hygiene products in prison. Can you believe that mess? Can you believe it? So somebody was getting paid. Somebody somebody was getting hella paid for years and years and years and years and years, and years on the backs of women in prison. So I'm, you know, listen, we're not paying attention to the things that matter to our everyday practical lives. We are caught up. We are, we are a nation that loves to be entertained. And we like entertainment in our news and we like entertainment for entertainment's sake. Anything, anything that's deeper or richer or 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 harder, nobody wants any parts of it. You know, and the politicians. Who, who know this. They know that a dumbed-down populace is the easy one to control. And, and these people think, well, he feels like I feel. No, he doesn't. He is telling you what you want to hear to make you think that he feels the way that you feel, but he doesn't. This is a, this is a vote grab. This is a vote grab. And, and people can stand up, and we've seen it. We've seen it all through his, history. Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, they're standing up with conviction and say whatever, 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 with conviction. And you think that is passion. That's just propaganda and, and manipulation. And we don't even know we're being manipulated anymore because we, we've grown up, those of us that have grown up with a lot of television, we, you know, television is the biggest mass manipulator that, that exists. And I'm a huge fan of television. But but think about how television has 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 uh, trained us to move the way certain corporations want us to move. You know, Here's, I'll give you a good example. For the last ten years, we've seen pharmaceutical companies put medicine right out to the public. Before you didn't you didn't hear about these drugs. Your doctor would prescribe some stuff, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay." I'll take it. Now, what happens? You see a drug on TV that speaks to something you might be experiencing. You go to your doctor and say, I have this, that, and the other thing. And your doctor's like, oh, okay. They take it right to the public now. The pharmaceutical companies understand if I put this drug out there that will cure whatever is ailing people, they will go to their doctors and demand it. 
demand it. And then the doctor's like, all right, I'll prescribe this. Here you go, whatever. You, it, that's a real thing. And and we and and at least the government has made these pharmaceutical companies say what the side effects are. You know, they have to say it in the body of the commercial, which is interesting. Oh, there's a did they just come down my street? They turned it off, so I don't know where they're going. Watch over the I always say these prayers around ambulances because I, I read a book one time that the woman, the character in the book, she, uh, she, she always knew she was a, she was a chaplain. And she said, you know, that, that when every time she, the close, she would hear sirens and the closer or further away they were would dictate how she was doing in her prayer life. And I, I swear to God that that stayed with me for so long that that's how I think. So when I hear sirens close, that means okay, God, I got to step up my prayer, my prayer life a little bit better. Or if I hear sirens in the distance and not right up on me, that means, okay, I'm handling my prayer life pretty good, but I could be a little bit better. But when it's like immediately in front of me, I was like, oh, my prayer life sucks. <laughs> and then I go, I, then I commence to go on and say the prayer for the, for the ambulance people and for the people that they're going to, to help. That, so it's two prayers. So I get two prayers out of one. So... So anyway, back to uh, back to the manipulation. So the pharmaceutical companies have figured out. Oh, we'll just we'll just bring our product right to the masses. We we damn sending people to go talk to doctors. Oh, we're still gonna do that too, and take them out and wow them with nice things and all this other kind of stuff to have our product. But but now we got a new tool in this thing, and we're gonna we're gonna put it out there so people can see it and run to their doctors and demand it. So. So, so, so I think we're focusing on the wrong things. <laughs> we're, we're, we are, we are decidedly focusing on the wrong things, <laughs> and and we seem to be delighted in our deliberate, our deliberate stupidity and our willful ignorance. We seem to be delighted as a country in that. You don't, you don't have the right to tell me I need to learn something. <laughs> I can be stupid if I want to be. I have the right to be stupid. I have the right to be willfully ignorant. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, you do. <laughs> and these people are like, oh, everything is propaganda. You know, everything is propaganda. Hmm. Uh. And then I, and I think Donald Trump was amazing when he was like, fake news. And everybody is running around saying fake news. And I'm thinking to myself, you, you being, you're being led down the garden path. Like somebody could just throw fake news at you and you just take it and run. And people are just like, oh, I just think it's fake news. And whose opinion? Uh. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not critical thinking. <laughs> not critical thinking that is being led on the garden path willingly and happily i'm thinking to myself fake news <sighs> and then fox news which is its own mess it's just i, I never thought they were real news i mean i i i mean when they first got on the scene 
And I remember watching these women and I thought, man, they got on a lot of lip gloss. You know, men would show up in suit and ties and women would show up looking like they just slid into a bar. And I'm not trying to, this is not, I'm not trying to shame women or criticize women. I'm saying there is a, there is, I'm sure, some kind of unspoken policy that you have to look pretty. That's why you don't see any old people on Fox News, not old women. You don't see any old women on Fox News. You're not going to see that. You're not going to see a woman over 35 on Fox News. You're just not going to see it. Uh, you're just not going to see it. And and but you can have men who are over 50 as long as they you know look quaffed. You know, the hair is quaffed, the clothes are nice, you know, but you're not gonna see any women over over 50 at Fox News. You point me one out. Get get me show me one. I don't think there's any women over there over 50. And, and if they are, they're not doing they're not doing broadcast news. They're doing like little, oh, we need an expert opinion. And then they jump in for a few minutes to talk about whatever the the foolishness is that they are trying to spin. So uh uh again I, this is my point we are focused on the wrong on the wrong things on the wrong things and we we are entertained to death and nobody is critically thinking about things and we are accepting of the loss of rights we are accepting of the loss of freedom we are accepting the loss of mobility we are uh, accepting the loss of the pursuit of happiness. We are, and uh, and that that's for what a that's that that's that's all the ingredients for a revolution. I'm not suggesting we're having a re revolution. We we are due. We're a young nation. We're gonna go through some revolutionary stuff, you know. Uh, but but that's but that's the the makings of a revolution. You know, the loss of things, the loss of things that, you know, we took for granted for so long and we, we consider it a, a, a privilege and a right. And so, you know, we've confused what privilege is, what rights are. We confuse them and conflate them all the time. That's why I say we, we are focusing on the wrong damn things. I don't know. We spend all this time on, on on transgender people. Transgender people ain't walking into nobody's school shooting nobody. They're not walking into mosques shooting people. They're not walking into churches shooting people. They're not walking into stadiums. They're not walking into movie theaters. It's not trans people doing this. What's the fear? What is? I'm sorry. What is the fear of trans people? Because I I don't see them killing anybody. They're not walking into anything with guns. I don't know any trans people that even own guns. I don't even like guns. So I, I don't I don't get what the fear is. It's just hair and makeup and all that. It's a it's a happiness for them. It's a happiness for me too, because I, I love drag queens. I, I I don't feel no kind of way about trans people. I don't feel no kind of way about gay people or queer people or all kinds of people. They're my people. They're just people. They're my people. And and if you you have a circle and you don't know anybody who's trans, queer, drag, all this stuff, then you are, you're really missing out. You're really missing out on, on all this, all the best that humanity has to offer. 
when you don't have all kinds of people in your circle, all kinds of people. I have all kinds of people in my circle. I I I relish that because I I love having all kinds of people, all kinds of people. I love it. It makes life interesting, and it makes me a better person, and it grows me, and it grows my imagination, and and my hope for the world. When you when I'm surrounded by people who just who hear different drums. <laughs> I just know this. I've never seen a trans person walk in and kill nobody. I've not seen it. I, maybe they killed some people. I don't know, but I ain't seen it. I ain't seen You know who's been doing that? White people. White people have been walking into spaces killing people. You know, but so white people go and kill up people and then black people get heavily policed. <laughs> like, okay. So we got to pay for their crimes and our crimes. That's what we're doing. You know, because say whatever you want. I mean, drive-bys are terrible from the 80s and the 90s, but it's not, it's still not like walking into a stadium and killing a bunch of people or a school and killing little children. That's 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 not equivalent. That's not equivalent. But yet our schools are heavily policed, but they're not policing these little white neighborhoods and white communities where these kids have all this angst and, you know, they feel left out and, you know, they loners and all this other kind of stuff. You know, if a black kid is a loner, you know, they, they, they're not, they're not walking in the buildings, killing people. They're just not doing it. Not doing it. You know, they're not doing it. So we're focusing on the wrong things. And I, I wish somebody would step up with real leadership for this country. Real, real, real leadership, real leadership with, with surrounded by courage and bravery and a conviction to do what is right and what is just and what is fair, no matter the cost, no matter the cost. And we don't have that. We don't have it. We don't have anybody that stands up for the courage of their conviction to say, this is what's right. Because what will happen is they get in these rooms and they start having, well, you can't win and you can't, and you can't, and this kind of thing. And, oh, and we have to, and uh, And then all of a sudden your message gets watered down. And I'm not suggesting that we cannot pivot and we cannot shift. I'm not suggesting that because I think sometimes when you learn a thing, it does change you. It does change you when you get some more information about something. It, you're like, oh, okay. But that's but that's part of an intellectual mind to sort of say, you know what? I thought this, but I got some new information that is some bona fide information that I trust and respect. And so therefore it causes me to change my perception, my perspective and, my, and, and how I'm gonna move on this in a way that makes more sense. I, I prefer somebody who could do that kind of thinking, not just like, we're just going to press on. I'm going to stay on message, you know, because somebody's like, oh, you flip-flop. Are you kidding me? I want somebody who can hear something else and say, you know what? I got to change my mind on this. I got to change my opinion on that. You know, this, this speaks to more of what I'm trying to do. This is, this is, this is the thing. But we need, but you, but that takes courage and bravery, and I and dare say we 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 are at a deficit for courage and bravery at the moment. 
well, not in community. We're not, we're not at a loss for courage and bravery and commitment. We're not at loss at the community level. We are lost at the legislative level. And I love legislators. A lot of them are friends of mine and they do damn good work. And they got to go up against other legislators who have a, a whole other agenda that has nothing to do with, you know, what's in the best interest of people. I don't care what they say. It's just not in the best interest of people. And so I'm just saying, I want, I want somebody to rise up and, and bring something that we haven't heard or remind us of our greatness and remind us that we have more in common than we do uh, uh, separately. I, I want somebody to remind us that we've come a mighty long way, but there's still, still a light on that hill that we could get to. I, I want somebody to remind us that your neighbor is not your enemy and that your neighbor does not have to look like you in order for you to feel safe in your neighborhood. And that to remind us that protect and serve means custody and care. That when you have someone in custody, you have them in your care. And that when you have them in your custody and care, that should be the safest place on earth for them. No matter the crime. Someone has to remind us of that. We need to be reminded that we are all human, part of the human family. Have to remind us. We, have to, we need somebody to remind us that, listen, if we don't keep this air clean, we don't breathe. So you can get mad all you want with regulations, but the goal is clean air. We need somebody to remind us that open spaces are necessary, that we must protect and preserve our parks for future generations and the health of this planet. We need somebody to remind us that we don't got no place to go, that there's no other earth that we can get to in the next 100 years. I don't, I don't see it. it. It doesn't mean that it's true. It just means right now we all can't go to Mars or wherever the hell people think they, they could go. We can't, we can't right now. So we have to, we have to have clean air right now. We have to clean our oceans. It's unconscionable the amount of debris that is put and heaped into oceans. And we are focusing on the wrong things because guess what happens? If we don't have clean oceans, we don't have clean nothing, not clean fish, not clean water, not clean air. Cause didn't you learn this in science? <laughs> how the air, how the, from, from the ocean to the clouds, to the rain, to the water, all cyclical, cyclical, circular, we need somebody to remind us that we have to be better stewards of the earth. We need, we need somebody to remind us. And we need somebody to remind us that we have to put the best and the brightest minds together to cure things. That we have to put an investment in science and technology to cure things. To cure. 
to cure. And I wish we could find somebody who could remind us that we are all in this together, you know, and that we want people to live productive lives, lives that they can afford and not be taking a hit with medical bills and bills that they can't pay and rents that are outrageous and you know we need somebody to remind us that money and the and the pursuit of money is not the only happiness it's not the only happiness you know and you know here's the thing this is what i know you can't take it with you i I just wish somebody would remind us of shared destiny shared destiny i just i just need a leader like that and i i'm not seeing any leaders out there who are giving me the motivation the inspiration and the thoughtfulness to sort of say i want to hear more i think i could get behind this show me i'm not seeing that you know and i'm i'm not a pessimist I'm not a pessimist by any stretch of any imagination. I'm a romantic. I'm a romantic optimist. I believe in the power of love. I believe in the power of friendship. I believe in good neighboring. I believe in hellos. I believe in how are you. I believe I have no no strangers. And I believe I have no enemies. Even though I know I'm a stranger and I have, and there are enemies. <laughs> I do not start my day with who's out to get me. I do not start my day with, I have to be afraid. I do not start my day thinking ill of people. I need a leader that can remind me, and this is a tall order. That's why we have a president and a vice president. It's a tall order. It's a tall order. You know, but I want that across the board because I, I know I and, and listen, I have friends who I think would be good governors for this state right now, but they're not going to do it because they don't want the headache because it's a headache. I know people who would be good ass mayors for this city right now, right now, but they don't want the headache. They don't want the headache. And that's 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 too bad. Because the best and the brightest among us are not sitting in spaces that making the decisions that need to be made on our behalf. The best and the brightest are not sitting in the spaces that make the decisions about what happens to us as we move as citizens and neighbors. The best and the brightest among us are not sitting in these spaces. And that's too bad. That is, that is hella too bad, you know. But I keep the faith, though, because, you know, I'll be talking to people. <laughs> I mean, well, you should, you should, you, you know, I know it's, and it takes a lot. I get it. I understand it, you know, and, and, then, and then everybody has that moment where they rise above whatever that trepidation is and say, I have a vision and move forward because we have too much mediocrity right now, too, way too much. Mediocrity is the order of the day a lot so so that's my this is my this is my 50 minutes i took it <laughs> i took my shot for 50 minutes 
tomorrow, I got Susan Clinard, uh, Linda Mickens, and Shonda Holloway won't be able to join us, but they have a they have an opening coming up this weekend. The three of them, the three titans of art, they're gonna be uh uh they're gonna be uh, at City Gallery this weekend, um, through uh, from August fifth through uh, uh for a good while, <laughs> for a good while for like three weeks. And, uh, and if you don't know where City Gallery is, it's like it's like straight down State Street before you get to the pantry. So, but they'll be on tomorrow morning, and we're gonna talk about how they got together. So, I and I just love them. So I'm devoted to them. So, so I'm on my way out, and uh, y'all have a good day because I don't have a ten o'clock. I'm not sitting in at the ten o'clock. So Harry's gonna play the best of or whatever the hell Harry's gonna do. He's gonna play the best of. Oh, maybe Harry will jump on and like refute everything I said. <laughs> Now that would be something. I would never do that. I would never do that to Miss Bad Rose Ivy. That's all right, Harry. You can. I, listen, people do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Paul, Paul and I just have discussions about what you say here in the office. Does he? Do y'all? So, uh, oh, you, then you can you, you can use this time the next hour to have the discussion online. Be like, this is where I think Babs is wrong. This is where I think Babs is an no. asshole. This is where I think Babs might be right. <laughs> Paul, Paul doesn't like to have these discussions anymore in public. Oh, all right, I understand. I get it. I'm starting to feel that way too. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. why I, that's why i don't have nobody else in front of me talking i was like i'm just talking i'm just talking so you know well all right, all right perhaps. thank I'll you see. harry i'll see you tomorrow see you tomorrow you're listening to love bass love talk on wnhh lp 103.5 fm your home for community radio see you there's something happening here Woo! yes what it is ain't exactly clear now there's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop children What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down What's going down?